what up what up what's up i could not wait for today my name is ebony and this is another dmt express with that 15 minutes or less on the top of the trinity trinity around my heart and mind and welcome back welcome back because it is day four of black history month and today if you couldn't guess from the intro i am bringing you a talk on martin lawrence part one and sticking with kind of the start of the theme i'm talking about his impact on television what he was able to bring to the small screen the the funny the laughter uh, i'm gonna stay away from a lot of the controversial things but i really do want to talk about the impact of his television presence uh, obviously this is part one which means there's going to be a part two and so when I really start talking about movies I will jump into this larger in life figure that is Martin Lawrence and the the really big impact he had not only on the small screen but on the big screen so this is part one I'm talking television and Martin Lawrence so let's jump on in get a little history history and uh, let's talk about him. all right so today, 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 I am talking about Mar Lawrence. I'm talking about his contributions to the small screen. So I'm gonna be talking a little bit about his uh, roles on what's happening now, uh, deaf comedy jam hosting, and talking about the wonderful, wonderful show Martin. So let's get started. So Martin was born in April 16, 1965. Did you guys really think I was going to start here? <laughs> he's currently 56 years old, but what's really important about him is, well, he is famous depending on what time frame you were born, you might know him from different things. Uh, so me, I grew up in the 80s, and so I really, really knew Martin from his time with his own show. Uh, that, that It had a heavily big impact on me um if you grew up in the 80s like literally grew up in the 80s you were a teenager you probably did know him from his start on what's happening now but martin is more than that martin is an actor producer stand-up comedian and he's also a writer uh and if you had seen martin long enough uh, the show long enough you would have known uh he would give like tidbits about himself uh such as right he uh as a teenager he dreamt of uh, being a boxer and was very very good at it but what we do know is that uh, there was an injury that occurred, and so he got different, he, he went after a different type of aspiration. And it just so happened that once he left university, landed himself in New York, uh, he got an acting job and went to the improv. So if you did not know what the improv is, that was, it's a well-known comedy club. Um, it's, I used to see the old, uh, they used to actually put it on TV, uh, if you had like access cable or something at the time. And if you don't know what access cable is, I'm giving away my, my age, but, uh, you could see, um, they would tape the comedians while they're doing improv. Um, and he just so happened to impress more than a few, uh, executives and bam, uh, he ended up as Maurice Whitfield on what's happening now. Now, there's always a lot of controversy about him getting him a start, uh, but uh, he did what's happening now, uh, then went on in 1999 and also appeared in Do the Right Thing, uh, which was kind of his like major breakthrough role when you start talking movies, but he's so much more than that. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Martin's beginnings in comedy, like really, really focusing on that from Washington, D.C. Let's bring on Martin Lawrence. All right, all right. 
Thank you. A lot of pretty women here in L.A. My lady's pretty, I gotta admit. Ain't nothing in the world I wouldn't do for her. And I know it's not nothing in the world she wouldn't do for me. So I guess we'll go through life not doing a thing for each other. <laughs> but I, I'm at that age now, realizing men in relationships, we get hurt. But we hate to let women know we're hurt. I know one relationship I was in, I told my lady, I said, I'm a man. I tried my facial expression and everything. I said, I'm a man. I got things I want to do. If you don't like it, you pack your stuff and you get out. But once she leave, it was a different story. Because I'm a man. Wait a minute, please. <laughs> right? And it's why so Martin Lawrence got his, to me, got his start on uh, Star Search. Uh, he was a candidate. Uh, was going up in this scene. He was going up against a uh, another comedian known as Jason Stewart. And well, he did not. Why he did not win this? Uh, it gave him a lot of exposure. A lot of exposure. Uh, so you you get Martin, and he he sounds so charismatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, he just kind of had that stage presence about him, even then. Uh, during this small bit that I gave you so go back and watch it it's it's he's pretty dang funny uh, but then somebody liked him enough that he gets a spot on 1985 what's happening now so what's happening now uh, it was actually kind of like a, a sequel to What's Happening. So that was a 1970s sitcom uh, and then focused on the life of specific characters and they came back and reprised their role. So what's really awesome is that they did bring back a lot of the original characters, right? You got Ernest Lee Thomas, Shirley Hem uh, Hemphill, excuse me. Fred Berry, uh, you had big name like Haywood Nelson, Daniel Spencer, and Marie Johnson, and you, you had Rena King. Now, if you do not know who Rena King is, this is one of her first starring roles in a TV show, um, but it was also a breakout role for her as well as Martin Lawrence. But she, her sister, is named Regina King. Just a little known fact there, if people didn't know that, but there were so many big names in uh, even what's happening now. But this is where Martin kind of got his start, uh, which pretty dang cool. And he kept impressing people even from there. Uh, so then uh, he goes on and HBO gives him a ring ring. Uh, and he gets a chance to host the comedy show Deaf Comedy Jam. So, Deaf Comedy Jam, Russell Simmons Deaf Comedy Jam. It ran originally from March 7, 1992 to March the 2nd, 1997. And, well, hell of a show. Hell of a show. Martin was the first original host. And what was so important about Deaf Comedy Jam in its time, in its space, for a comedy show was that it brought up new comedians that got to finally get to mainstream exposure uh, and it was funny I mean they brought it back but I want to talk about this original one because it was in the 90s and that's what people knew about Def Comedy Jam um, at the same time you had a, you had a few other notable 
TV shows uh, that feature black comedians. Uh, most notable is BT Comic View. Um, I, I saw more than a few of the big names on both shows. Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Steve Harvey, Bernie Mac, um, some more. Uh, you had the 90s was so amazing for uh, these type of comedy shows. Uh, you, you just didn't get this kind of exposure. And so to me, Martin being able to host that original season. So he actually hosted from 1992 to 1993. And I personally thought he had hosted the whole way through, but that is not true. Uh, after he departed, uh, he basically showcased, they showcased a few uh, hosts and kind of rotated through. Uh, but to me, that there was something special about that first season. And it, I think it, it was a big part because of Martin Lawrence. Uh, to me, he this is before his show. This is He's, he's really coming into his own here in 1992 and it showed uh, massively popular um, and then basically from there you're getting you get H uh, excuse me you get Fox coming to him uh, to get his mega hit show right Fox Network comes in and says you know what bam we need to compete with NBC Martin is getting his own show so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a little bit uh, because uh, we already know uh, Martin had his own show I want that to be the last thing I talked about because that's it's still it's still my favorite black sitcom uh, this is why it's gonna be so highlighted and yes I'm biased about it uh, because I grew up on it but it, uh, it made sense to me um, so I'm gonna spend the last my last part of this talking about it so uh, what sticking with this comedy theme uh, Martin. Uh, 1994 was a good year for Martin. Uh, he hosted uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, he apparently got a little carried away <laughs> uh, and had some very crude and sexist jokes and well uh, it'd be a long time before you see Martin Lawrence back on uh, on SNL. But what I really remember, and I, I remember seeing this, April 27th, 1994. I think I ended up, some, maybe one of my cousins had taped this on VHS, or I saw it somewhere. Uh, but, Martin, first full-length comedy special was You So Crazy. Now... If you had watched the show, you would kind of get the reference. Uh, but Martin was wearing this 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 leather. I don't even know what to call that. It's it it, <laughs> it was. I I know where it came from. I know it uh, was a was a homage to uh, Eddie Murphy with the red leather, but his was this obviously the 90s so it's a little bag and it looked like he was wearing it like a, a baseball shirt I, look go look up this outfit because i i always you like you know what you know you you made it when you get your special and you wear the leather clad whatever iteration you're you're supposed to be wearing but martin came out there looking sharp and he was funny very very funny and so i think people forget uh, he himself was raw and uncut in his early days, um, and he's just a generally funny individual. Okay, 
So you got Martin starting in What's Happening Now. You got him on the stand-up scene, hosting Def Comedy Jam, doing his own thing in his own uh, in his own uh, stand-up full-length stand-up feature uh, with You So Crazy uh, coming out of 1994. Now I'm gonna talk about my favorite black sitcom, Martin. Yo, so this was the theme song for Martin. Season 4 and 5, performed by Take 6. And just, again, great show. So, I'm going to let you finish this off. I'm the man. Okay, so Martin ran for five seasons, 1992 to 1997. Uh, featured notable, noble, noble people such as Martin Lawrence himself. Uh, you had Tisha Campbell, Carl Anthony Payne II, Thomas Ford, Sashina Arnold, Garrett Morris, John. Tracy Morgan you had uh, I think Reginald Ball Sean Lampkin Jerry Gray LaWanda Page uh, some reoccurring characters um, you knew obviously Garrett Morris as Stan uh, you knew John Grace Grace as um, oh I forgot his name oh. let me look it up right quick so John Grace, G-R-I-S. He was known as the other producer on Martin's radio show. And I'm trying to look up his name. John Grace, John Grace, John Grace. Martin. And I'm trying to, like, in my head remember his name because I remember him calling Shanane Shanana. <laughs> Sean. So his name is Sean. Uh, you had him as Sean. Uh, you had Tracy Morgan as Hustleman. Reginald Ballard as oh, one of my favorite, favorite characters. Brum Man from the Fifth Flow. And then uh, Sean Lampkin was Nipsey. Just, again, so, so many great actors and actresses on that show. So what was the kind of the premise? Seems simple enough, right? Uh, you kind of heard him uh, in the Star Search, right? The Star Search uh, comedy talking about his girl and him and, and the comedy that is uh, relationships. So it does not surprise me that Martin, the show, focused on his relationship with uh, Gina, his girlfriend, uh, and then kind of had this troop cast uh, with Tashina Arnold playing, you know, Gina's best friend, who was Tisha Campbell, uh, Pam, and then... Uh, you had the two characters Tommy and Cole paid by obviously uh, Carl Anthony Payne the second and Thomas Ford uh, these these people are so notable There's so many notable things Martin this was the first show that I really saw that Martin it's almost like a variety hour Martin played so many characters through these five seasons I mean you had obviously Martin Mama Payne Otis, Jerome, Shanae Jenkins, Bob from Marketing, King Beef, 
uh, Dragonfly Jones, Elroy. Gosh, I remember Elroy. Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? <laughs> uh, you had Roscoe. Little Roscoe that used to hustle people for his money. Uh, and then you also, he also played, um, I think some old man that, uh, be like, somebody pick up the phone, you know, like that. <laughs> Again, these are like all the things I remember from Martin because it was so notable. But I, this show had such a legacy, uh, so much to it uh, that was, I can't even overstate the importance of this show along with a lot of the shows that NBC, ABC, all uh, WB, right? Um, these networks were picking up because it had a, a target targeted demographic that they were like, we need more black sitcoms. And so you get this explosion. Um, but this is one of the ones that I just, it, it, it hit me in a different way. Uh, I, Martin used to always, I remember Martin used to wear all the, uh, HBCU, right? Every, I think everybody kind of did this at the time in the show. Uh, I remember Queen Latifah doing it. Uh, I remember the Cosby's, uh, they would represent HBCUs hard and, you know, Morehouse and you'd see Howard and they would wear and represent, uh, the culture so amazingly and I I remember that being one of the most notable things I I, I could take from this uh, those shows was the representation of the culture uh, another one was the representation of the antics the the relationships uh, there was there's so many different nuances that I took maybe maybe more from these shows than I I would think because uh, they did touch on some topics in a comedic way right you you actually spent these five seasons even though we don't normally talk about the fifth season but you saw at least in the first four seasons this progression of Martin and his relationship with Gina right uh, obviously they get married and you you see these characters grow and so as me growing up uh, you grew I I was obviously at the time young enough to remember the show but not young enough to remember all the references uh, but I remember so much about the relationship between Martin and Gina and I could spend so much on this these type of representations that were very important to see um, especially uh, if if you didn't have that type of life right I I could see it being impactful to see people uh, middle you know middle American middle class individuals um, that are just living their everyday life and I, I feel like that was what connected with most people uh, during this this 90s time frame at least from like 92 through 99 um, these shows were an explosion and, and people just loved it and I think that's part of why Martin is so such a, a staple of the that mid 90s not only because Martin himself is pretty dang funny uh, but that that whole cast had their own each individual had their own thing about them that just it it just showed up right uh, good bad indifferent about the fifth season um there's just so many great things about martin the show and so uh my hats go off to martin uh, but right quick before i i, I go to the end of this i want to do one of my favorite scenes so take a listen yeah yeah, yeah see we serve them soup for free. Rent them spoons. 
What's up, baby? Did, did I tell you you had one what? One more time? Yeah, yeah, you did. Did I, did I tell you you had that? <laughs> well, guess what? What's up, baby? Look at me. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> obviously the rental spoons i don't know why it's so funny uh i mean to rank it actually this one is like number three obviously my number one in will always be chilligan's island and and it's two different scenes put together if you're watching um uh martin and pam fight that damn puppy which looked like a huge opossum robotic opossum that they're fighting uh and then number two on mine uh is when martin is trying to find his uh he can't he hasn't determined who his best man gonna be so Tommy and Cole decide to basically move in and I don't know why I find it so funny but when Cole is clipping his toenails I I die every time and so those are like my my top three and I and there's so much more and I and so I had to like narrow down so those are if I had to pick my three Chilligan's Island the toenail scene and then Riddle Spoons <laughs> all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna end this out my hats this is my flowers to martin lawrence and his his impeccable uh portfolio and diverse portfolio on the tv screen small screen and uh just just the impact he had uh and i'll probably you'll be hearing this a lot about um in pretty much any one of these these people, these shows, these movies I'm talking about, it, it's, it was representation. Um, you, you got these, these, I, 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 these people weren't like characters. Uh, they were very multi-dimensional. They were, they're people that were very tangible. And so I think that's why, uh, we connected so much with them because, well, while it was a TV show, uh, it was something that was, uh, just memorable and, and it showed the black experience in a different way um, and and it and from different avenues and perspectives so uh, I know that there was like talks of a reboot I personally am not one of them I enjoy the nostalgia of what Martin was during that time frame and even even now Oh my gosh, um, years later, <laughs> I'm not gonna say how many years later, but years later, the impact that these shows had, um, would I be interested in seeing this cast get back together? I, I, I'd feel a little more than nostalgic because Thomas Ford is no longer, uh, with us. Um, may he rest in peace, but, uh, I would love to see these characters, these, these actors, actresses get back together. Um, not necessarily probably do, uh, Martin as it was do something slightly different um no reason to be rebooted uh when with that with the caliber of the cast they had they could probably make another show and be phenomenal in it um so i would be interested to see what they do with a new show uh revisit some old 
maybe some old jokes between them. Uh, like the, gotta get your groove on. This is how we do. Like, again, if that kind of stuff was being played into the show and you just saw the chemistry between them and that's still there, I would watch that show with with attention and everyday life. So, I've rambled on. I thank you guys for listening. I give the flowers to Martin and I will see you guys for day five. As always, I'm sending peace, love, positivity, and good vibes. Y'all have a wonderful evening, day, morning. Just have a great time. Peace.